0: Hey Haunties, it's Allie here. You know, Valentine's Day may have already come and gone, but according to Google, you're listening to this ad on the birthday of George Washington. And you know what that means. That's right, time to go grab your favorite powdered wig and a guy that looks like Paul Revere. Make like a cherry tree and leave your worries behind with the help of this episode's sponsor, Vinterra Farms. After consuming some of Vinterra's high-quality CBD products, you won't remember if it's one-if by land or two-if by sea. And quite frankly, you'll be so relaxed that you won't even care if the British are coming or not. Use this newfound state of relaxation to do something silly. I don't know, like dumping all your tea into the ocean or wearing one of those silly little triangle pirate hats that pop up when you Google George Washington hat. Escape to your own state of relaxation by consuming Vinterra's all-natural, ethical CBD products in whatever form you desire. Tinctures, capsules, gummies, oils, and lotions are all available on Vinterra's website to help you survive whatever revolution comes your way today. For 15% off your entire purchase plus free shipping, head to VinterraFarmsCBD.com and type in promo code HAUNTED15 at checkout. That's V like Vostok, E, N like Ningen, T like terrifying, E-R-R-A, farmscbd.com, promo code haunted15. Or just check out the link in the show notes. Thank you for supporting California farmers and farm workers. And now back to your regularly scheduled haunting.
1: Welcome back to Let's Get Haunted with
0: your host, Nat Strawn and Allie. Welcome back, guys, to Listener Stories number 18. It is season five. It is the first listener story of the season.
1: Yeah, you know what? I am so happy to be doing these listener stories. I feel like it's been forever, even though it has clearly not been forever. I was trying to think of like something colorful and smart to say there. I feel like that's like really basic to be like, oh, I just feel like it's been forever. But I don't, like, what else do you say besides that?
0: Yeah, we, you guys, if you missed it somehow, if you were in a coma and you just woke up, we took the month of January off, which is what we have decided to do every year since last year. <laughs> and we enjoyed, uh, we had a little enjoyable um, vacation, except for not really enjoyable because we were both still really fucking busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're back. We're back. And it's been such a delight to interact with you all on our social media during our absence.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird because when we don't do the podcast, I'm like, I I realize how little control I have over my life. You know, Like, (laughs) like I realize like now that I don't have this distraction of the podcast, I see all the cracks in the facade you know
0: what i mean (laughs) you have just enough free time to be like oh shit here's that thing i've been neglecting for the past year because i've been focusing on the podcast
1: yeah exactly just like little things you know i recently started drinking more water oh wow it's just like basic shit that you should be able to do as a human but we just kind of forget about it like who the fuck doesn't drink enough water that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard of like we have access to clean water water there's a lot of places that don't why would you not just drink it
0: i have a reason it tastes bad
1: (laughs) i don't like it really
0: yeah i'm not a fan
1: my a bunch of people that live in my house are the same way and so they drink all the little like cans of like fake water you know it like what do you call it like spin spin drift and spippy spoopy bubbly like perrier it's called waterloo it's called bubbly it's called sippy bippy. I don't know. There's like a billion different <laughs> ones. But I'll tell you what, when I drink one of those, it is burns the fuck out of my throat. Does anybody else like you can't drink a cold carbonated beverage?
0: I don't feel that way. However, if I were to try to chug a cold carbonated beverage, that would be quite painful. But just like a cold soda, I drink way too much root beer as... Probably everybody on this podcast knows by now right. because of the three three times I've mentioned root beer, which is more than anyone's ever mentioned root beer in the past, uh, past age like 12. Now I'm thinking about root beer and I forgot what the original question was.
1: This is funny. This root beer thing is reminding me because I remember after I said that I don't like root beer you like spammed all of the let's get haunted <laughs> social media with like <laughs> polls of like who likes root beer and who doesn't like root beer and then there like a bunch of like artwork came out that like featured ghosts with root beer and things like that and like root beer gang and stuff like that and i was like this is really dramatic
0: <laughs> look here are things that i like i like root beer I like Nancy Drew and I like The Sims. I'm a simple woman. Simple is good. And if you guys are wondering about our audio this episode, we are still recording
1: remotely. I mean, I've talked about this before. I'm just at my house in Georgia. I'm in my office and I'm probably going to paint this whole bitch black. What do you guys think about like a black office? I'm really into like...
0: Ooh, interesting. This...
1: Okay, so I've been trying to find my new era. I don't have time to explain because it doesn't matter to anyone but me. But I've been trying to find my new aesthetic. I'm like... interested. Interested in the dark academia? You know what I'm talking about. It's like Harry Potter. It's like old mm-hmm. books and like skulls, Shakespeare, and like forbidden romances. Yeah. So I'm just trying to figure out what aesthetic direction to go in my life, and then I feel like that's gonna solve all my problems.
0: So does that mean the Pusheen era is over? Because our office still has all of these uh, pastel pinks and Pusheens.
1: It's over. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. It's over, but it can still be revisited. Okay, so here's how I feel. Like, I should one day actually do a closet tour. It would just be so unhinged to see what kind of shit I have in my closet. I go through these phases, right? Like, I go through, like, a phase where I want to wear all pink and I want to do all peach and pastel. And then I'm like, no, 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 I want to be like minimalist. Everything's white and clean and linen and flax. And I eat oatmeal and I do yoga and I meditate. (laughs) No, that's fucking over. Now we're goth. Get rid of all that shit. Crosses and skulls and I'm gonna do witchcraft no no no, that's done now we're just gonna be norm we're just gonna wear like mom jeans and we're gonna do I don't know slip-ons and you're just gonna wear comfortable clothes and then I'm like this is fucking boring get this shit out of here you know what I mean that sounds very fun and also very stressful that's what I'm like (laughs) realizing my whole life is just stress and um it's put on by me and it's and it's my fault and i take responsibility for that i'm not looking forward
0: to telling our landlord that you're no longer in your pusheen era because one of our landlords went into our office the other day because i thought i lost my wallet and i emailed her it was like 10 p.m and if you guys don't remember anything about our office i don't know maybe we haven't even said this before but our office does not have anybody in it no uh, it's like a big building nobody is in it after like normal business hours after 5 p.m there's no Nobody. Mm. And also after 5 p.m., you can't even get into the outside building without a key card. Right. So I packed up all my shit. I was here alone. This would have been like a couple weeks ago. And I'm walking down. I get outside, door shuts behind me, it's locked forever, and I realize I can't find my wallet anywhere and I was so upset and I sent an email to our landlord which I normally would never do I normally would just come back the next day if I forgot something but this was everything all of my cards my ID my health insurance card like my entire life is in this wallet oh no. I email our landlord and I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry to bug you. I know it's like 10 p.m., but this is what happened tomorrow when you get into your office. Can you just check and see if you find it anywhere? So she came into our office and immediately she was like, oh, my God, you like Pusheens? I love Pusheens. Like, look at my purse. Like, look at all this cute stuff. Here's a picture Mm. of my bed at home. And it was super cute. Adorable. Love her. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's actually Natalia's Pusheens. And she was like, oh, my God, next time I see her, we'll have to have like a Pusheen party. And like, I
1: would never say the Pusheen era is over to her now. Now the Pusheen era has to keep going because that's just like...
0: I mean, it was adorable, I will yeah. say. She was very excited. And you guys, just imagine like a true professional CPA, a right. tax accountant. She has her shit together, like very like business attire, like right. looking super clean, which is something that I'd never accomplish. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like <laughs> Haley Bieber clean makeup, whereas I'm still in my 2015, like right. pound on as much foundation as possible and maybe Mm -hmm. no one will be able to see your soul but yeah (laughs) she's just like very well put together and so I was not expecting her to be super into Pusheen's
1: I really like that and now i feel bad see this is why i guess my era (laughs) is never over we just like put them to the side we shelve them on the bookshelf while we take out a new book right and it's really a metaphor for life
0: you know what we're putting the pastel gnat into hibernation and now gothnat is coming forward is what I'm hearing.
1: It's really hard to be like kawaii and to be pastel and to be all of that when you live in a place where like people look at you. You know oh, what you I mean? You feel
0: like Georgia has less pastel people? I could see that.
1: Absolutely.
0: So basically you're falling out of your pastel era because there are no pastel people around you at this time. And so now it's time to go into like dark woodland fairy forest nymph vibes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow, you really therapized me because I forgot to say the main part of that, which was something that I've started doing that's haunted that nobody asked, but I'm going to talk (laughs) about it, is I've started working at a bar in Atlanta and I was at work and you have to wear black and I don't have any black clothes. So I Mm -hmm. was like just talking to the girls trying to relate and I was like, oh my God, that outfit's so cute. Like I need to go buy like black stuff. I don't have anything black. And they all just looked at me and they were like, why not? And I just felt really put on the spot and I was like, well, uh, I just feel like my version of black is actually like white or pink because it's like a nice neutral to go with all the other colorful colors. And then I just like started rambling because I felt awkward and just (laughs) just started talking about my whole life story and was like, yeah, and I actually have like this desk that's pink and then there's like a Pusheen collection at my office in LA and I was just like wanted to kill myself and quit, never go back. I feel suddenly crazy here. Like I feel like I'm weird and everyone else is thinks I'm weird and I need to change. I'm just trying to fit in. But like for example, okay, so in LA when I would go to Pilates, I would wear a sports bra and some slides and leggings. Or maybe if it's really hot, maybe I would wear some like booty shorts and a sports bra. I had the feeling when I went into this Pilates studio, I've been to eight different studios here because I'm trying to find one that like is okay with me. (laughs) I felt like if I took off any of my clothing in there that it would just be extremely inappropriate. I cannot explain why. I just felt it. But anyways, enough about me. Tell me about your beautiful life.
0: Oh, this is what I was... Okay, all right. Wait, let me backtrack about my story about my wallet. I totally forgot what the point was. The point was not the Pusheen's. That was just a delightful discovery that came about. The point was... That after sending frantic emails, being like, oh, my God, I can't find my wallet. Like, please, landlord, if you can look around. And then I gave her my number. We never had each other's numbers before. And oh. so she's texts me. She's like, oh, my God, like, I'm in your office. I'm looking. I really don't see it, sweetie. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. I know it sucks so much to not be able to find your wallet. Like, oh, nice. I'm saying a prayer. Yeah, she's Whoa. like, I'm saying a prayer to St. Anthony or something. It was, but it was like, not creepy. It was like, <laughs> okay. very sweet. It was very sweet and haunted, right? Right. And then I, like, look through my bag one more time, and it's at the fucking bottom of my Nancy Drew backpack that, by the way, is falling apart. Like, I hung it up to take a shit at Target the other day, (laughs) and it just, like, it tore, and it just crashed to the ground like it's on its last legs. Oh, my
1: God, I cannot believe uh, I took a shit at Target.
0: you've got to do it haunted yeah it's very haunted I've been having a very haunted month off from the podcast anyway found my wallet but then I was in this awkward position where I made such a big deal about it that I felt bad like she had dedicated so much of her life to looking for this wallet had like said a prayer mm-hmm. and so I didn't want to be like oh actually I'm just a fucking moron and it was with me this entire time so instead I was like you know what don't worry about it. Don't continue looking. I feel bad. Like, don't continue looking. I will come in tonight and I'll look for it. And then I came into the office. And, and you
1: pretended to find it?
0: I pretended to find it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really just like an allegory for my January. Um Yeah. Just stuff like that. Really nothing exciting.
1: I think about shit like that all the time because I'm raising a child right now, right? So like Mm -hmm. the stuff that he's learning right now is like purple and yellow and the shows that he's watching are like, oh, you want to ride a bike, but you're scared. So you get on the bike and you try to ride it, but then you fell down and you got a boo-boo, but it's okay, get back on and try it. Right. Because we're just supposed to be teaching them the basics of life, you know, how to be safe, like that you can trust everyone, that like your family is always going to be there for you, or whatever like just basic like toddler shit you see on TV and then I think about like what we actually have to prepare them for is like you're going to be taking a shit in Target one day (laughs) and your Nancy Drew backpack is going to tear out of the bottom and you're going to lose your wallet in there which has like your health insurance and all this other shit that like you're really going to need one day that's really important. Someone is going to be trying to look for it in your office that you're renting for your podcast. That's a haunted podcast (gasps) you do on the side. They can't find it and then you're going to feel so much shame that you're going to actually pretend that you come in later and find it. Yes. Now that is actually what we have to prepare.
0: That is so funny because you're right. That's like 70% of being an adult is just this, pretending different things either are or aren't happening
1: to like make a situation okay. So we couldn't teach the children all of it at once. We couldn't like teach them about heartbreak, you know, mourning and grief and we couldn't teach them about haunted and like we have to like start with like the foundation, the base, right? And then we like slowly like tier after tier keep building this fucking super complicated machine that they have to like live and thrive in. It's crazy bitch.
0: Very, yeah, that's, that's that is a mind fuck. I've never really thought about it before, but now, yeah, you've just um, ruined my mind and now I'm going to be thinking <laughs> about that all night. And that's really all I've been up to. Thank you for asking. Um, anything else exciting going on with you or do you want to get into our fan mail that's been sitting here for a month?
1: Let's get into our fan mail. I feel like I could just like talk forever because you and I are kind of like out of practice of even talking to each other. Yeah. So we need to redo this whole intro. You know what I was thinking about when we first started this podcast? Remember when we would like redo intros? Like we were like, oh no, no, no that intro wasn't good, and we would redo it, and oh it would God. just be, Why did
0: bad. we do that? The money I would pay to be able to, like, li- a f- be a fly on the wall for those first, I would say, 30 episodes. Like, yeah, but they it were was... so good. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we're just overthinking it.
1: I'm sure we were. Like, we were so uh, hypersensitive that we'd be like, no, that wasn't positive enough. Like, let's redo the intro. Right.
0: Cut out the part where I said I took a shit in Target. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. The first thing I have here is from Mariana. Oh, I know what this is. Okay, so Mariana made some beautiful fan art of us Mm. last year that we posted to our Instagram. It is, I want you guys to picture this in your mind's eye if you haven't seen it yet, a black, in fact, rectangle, I will say. And then There are two white flashlights shining light up into your face and my face. We are facing each other. The flashlights are, you know, lighting up our face. And then it says, let's get haunted with some ghosts down at the bottom. Mm, And when I I saw this yes it's beautiful lovely really vivid very emblematic of our podcast and then during christmas time she posted to our reddit and said hey i just posted this to my etsy if anybody wants to buy a little print like you know here's where you can get it and i was like you know what we need some more art so i bought one and she says thank you so much for buying this it literally made me cry Allie oh. and Nat, you have helped me so much with my depression and loneliness. Please keep putting out the podcast. It is my favorite thing to look forward to. Also, I included an extra poster. If you can please make sure that Nat gets it.
1: <gasps> right. Heart,
0: Heart Mary Hannah. P.S. Please do an episode on religious body slash weird relics. For example, St. Catherine's head. Ooh, that's a great that suggestion. That is really
1: interesting. Wait a second. So you bought a poster and then they gave me one for free? yes take a <gasps> these look these are awesome oh my god wow look at me just riding your coattails to the end of time <laughs> thank you so much Allie and thank you so much to Mariana
0: it's beautiful I love it thank you so much and if anyone else would like to buy one of these posters you can find her at her Etsy account which is mariana'sartdesigns.etsy.com.
1: yes
0: beautiful Okay. Slay. Slay all day. Next, we have actually quite a few things for fan mail. Oh, oh my, god. my god. This next one says save the date, Kiera and Trace, 101523, <gasps> Butler, Pennsylvania. What? We can't wait to celebrate with you. P.S. We are sorry if this may be an inconvenience, but this will be a 21 and up event. Wedding details can be found at, and then there is the link. Oh my God, this is too cute. Oh my God, look at this.
1: Look at these pictures. Oh, my God. You know what I just realized? These are so cute, you guys. When I love it when you guys send us invites to all of your little life fucking events. Oh, my gosh. The pictures are so cute. I love that you said it's going to be a 21 and over event. I've heard love of people that. doing that before. And I love hearing about like the backlash that comes from like the old people <laughs> that you don't want there. They're like, what? They live all for right. it.
0: Yes, live for it. I think weddings are just like so interesting because no matter what somebody chooses to do for their wedding, it's somebody is always upset, right? Like right. if if it's an open bar, then the super religious people are upset. If it's a cash bar, then people are like, "Oh, they that couple must be cheap." Or like right. if if there's kids, then like the childless people are mm. mad. If there's no kids allowed, then the parents are mad. It's just always mm. so fun. You never know
1: what's going to go down. I have a kid. There's no fucking way you couldn't pay me to bring that guy. to <laughs> like I don't who wants to bring their child to a wedding it's just gonna be the worst
0: on r slash am I the asshole I f- swear to god like I would say 30% of the posts are just like I have a child I want to go to this wedding I showed up with my child even though they weren't invited and I can't believe they wouldn't let me in I feel like that's like 20 to 30% of the posts
1: Oh, that's just so uncomfortable. Like, I would never put myself in that position because I I just don't, I don't understand. Like, before you had children, you were normal, right? Like, you went to (laughs) shit without children and you were, like, knew what it was like, right? And then after you have children, do some people, like, just suddenly forget what life was like before they had kids? And they're like, oh, actually, now... I just do everything I did before, but with my kid. Like, no, you don't.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a great question for the ages. I feel like the philosophers of the past and present have been wondering about that. But I also think, like, to your point, you're acting the same. You know what I mean? Like, you are the same person then. You recognize right. you're the same person now. Maybe some people, like, their same version of themselves are just, like, a little bit crazy. And so right. then they have a kid and they're still doing, like, like, you know, having a child didn't like ground them. They're just continuing to do them. I don't know. If
1: there's one thing that I like feel a lot of shame about, it's like ruining a party, like bringing bad vibes. (laughs) There's a lot of things that I will ruin and feel no shame about. But like like ruining a vibe is like, no, I'm above that. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Okay. We have one more here. We have a Christmas card. (gasps) This one is from Carrie Beth. Carrie Beth says, wishing you nothing but happy holiday Mm. moments to share, to enjoy, and to remember. Nat and Allie, may the Christmas season fill your homes with joy, your hearts with love, and your lives with laughter. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Thank you both for such an awesome podcast. I have become a religious listener ever (gasps) since. From one of your many haunties, Carrie Beth. And then at the top, it says, at the top, this is so cute. It says, Not spooky, sad face, but cheerful, happy face.
1: Oh, that's so cute. Oh my gosh. I love love how you guys just like put yourselves out there for us. It really makes me want to be more open. I'm going to like open up my heart a little bit more because (laughs) you guys are breaking down my walls right now.
0: This next one, let's see. It looks very cute already. I will show you the front, Natalia.
1: Ooh, oh yeah. It says, Let's Get Haunted. And they've drawn like little aliens and UFOs.
0: And then getting into the meat of the package, it says Nat and Allie. Oh, this is cute. This is like typed. Oh, my God. This is like typed on a typewriter. This is oh. very uh, Nancy Drew and I
1: love it. What if it's, it's said, like a hostage letter?
0: The, <laughs> can somebody just like take the, take the time to cut out magazine letters and paste them <laughs> and send it to us in a letter format? I would love that. This one says, Dear Nat and Allie, I am so hoping these make it to you by the holidays since my small town has been in the midst of a borderline mail crisis. Thank you so much for supporting me by purchasing some spooky brooches. Oh, yes, that's right. I added a bonus charm to each pin as well as the following gifts. A pair of alien earrings, a pair of eyeball earrings, and three spooky mushroom prints from a collage project I worked on earlier this year. I hope you can enjoy wearing and decorating with these gifts. You were my top podcast this year, and I am grateful to have had you to keep me company through my difficult job transition in the summer. I wrote you guys a personal haunting at the beginning of 2022, and I'm really hoping to hear it in a future listener episode as I have been dying to hear your takes on it. In the meantime, I can't wait to hear what topics you cover in 2023. Have an amazing Christmas and a happy new year. Your friend, Haunty Sav. P.S. Please message me when this reaches you at Pageant Clown.
1: Mm. Oh my God.
0: Amazing.
1: Sav, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Oh my god, these are beautiful. Wow, these are gorgeous prints. Oh, well, oh my gosh, there's the mushrooms. I love these. You guys, I don't know if you knew this about me, but I really like mushrooms. And <laughs> while I'm telling you this, I will tell you something funny. During our break, Allie sent me a screenshot. One of you guys said that they were inspired by me talking about how much I really love mushrooms, and they were like, "Okay, I'm going to go ahead and try out a little microdose situation." So, a According to the text that I read, they had tried like a very small amount of mushrooms and discovered that they were allergic to mushrooms and had to go to the ER and had not a great time, (laughs) as you can imagine. And Allie sent that to me and I was like immediately really defensive and I was like... (laughs) I don't feel responsible for this at all. Like, I have no idea what they took. It could have been just, like, random fake psilocybin made in a lab from, like, another country. It could have been the fucking cartel. Who the fuck knows? What the- and Allie was just like, hey, I'm not blaming you. I just think that this is funny that you've influenced people into going to the ER. And I was like... <laughs> Please do not make jokes during Mercury retrograde because my like heart can't take it. I don't know what's happening right now.
0: OK, but I want everyone to picture because this is this is what's funny to me. It's obviously not funny for like, you know, someone to go to the ER. But that person was being such a great sport about it that they were it laughing was just about it. Yeah, they, they were, were laughing it about it. They thought it was funny. And then I was just imagining like. We are such a disaster. Rather than like influencing our listeners to like buy a lip gloss or right. like go to betterhelp.com and get free therapy, like yeah. we are influencing <laughs> people into
1: psychosis. And that that is what was funny to me. We really are. Okay, wait. Now Allie is showing me. Oh my gosh, the cutest little brooches. They're like a, it's a little pin with a bat, planchette and an, an alien and a ghost and it says Allie and there was this that. Oh my god. I'm, I'm, I'm super so excited. Cute. I wait. So cute. So cute.
0: Oh my god and the planchette says who's to say now you guys can also buy these at this listener's etsy account go to at on instagram and she will have her etsy listed there and if you are familiar with how our podcast works you can also go to at let's get haunted and see the photo dump for this episode and we will also tag them there because we're going to post photos of things that are relevant to the listener story mm-hmm. and then she also sent us. Oh my syntax. gosh,
1: earrings. They're little dangly earrings with uh, UFOs. And wait, what is that one?
0: So this one is, I believe, either... Oh, this is eyeballs. This is cute. This oh, is like eyeballs. very Halloween, very
1: camp. Oh, wow. Like... I love this. You guys... Oh, they're so cute. Aliens. Yeah, the aliens have little stars around them. This... Makes me feel so happy. Like now, I don't care that I can't go to Pilates and wear a sports yeah. bra. It seems like like it doesn't matter. What's a word for that? It feels trite. Yeah,
0: yeah. It feels very uh, irrelevant irrelevant it feels I don't know my brain atrophied during this month break that we were on so it's a miracle I'm speaking at all right now oh this one's a Christmas
1: present with like actual wrapping paper on it what Santa came late love this to
0: Allie and Nat Merry Christmas Thank you for an amazing podcast and lots of haunted hours of listening to your great work. Have a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and a great 2023 from Benjamin D.
1: Benjamin? Benjamin D.
0: Oh. Oh, my God. We got some chocolate liqueurs. These are nice. Wait,
1: those are really cute. They're like little shot glasses of different chocolate liqueurs. Wow, Benjamin D. Okay, the sad thing is... oh, Oh, wow. And we got um what are those they're like gummy bears but they they're are vampires haribo.
0: yes haribo vampire is what it says oh my god and they're they're like in a different language i am not cultured enough to know which language but that makes me like them more is that right. like what the plan was because i it worked i like them more because i don't know what they are
1: maybe these are the ones that give you like explosive diarrhea i know there was like this one brand of haribo like sugar-free gummy bears and if you read the reviews for it <laughs> wait it's really like, yes yeah it's like oh my god like the funniest fucking reviews on it because it gives oh you like god. diarrhea i guess but um i think with those chocolate liqueurs maybe for our next vlog it should just be us drinking all of those going on an adventure oh maybe we'll do um the randonautica with the oh.
0: That wasn't a fart. That was me opening the next box. I would oh, I tell you. I couldn't hear
1: it, but I oh, feel okay. <laughs> like you're lying. I think it was a fart.
0: <laughs> oh my okay, god! Sorry, you guys. Uh, got way too excited, knocked over the entire microphone. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what this is. A listener wrote into us. Bruce Hall. After we did our Roose Hall episode during Christmas time, our Christmas themed Headless Horseman of Roose Hall, right. and she said. Oh, I see Jess of Roose Hall. Remember that book by that lady that was like, may or may not have been unhinged. Who was like, right. I walked by Ruse Hall. I like felt that there was a girl there named Jess. And yeah. I like, I wrote this story and I think she spoke through me. Love right. that. By the way, iconic behavior. Um, right. And I, I couldn't figure out how to buy it. A listener figured out how to buy it and sent it to and us. Sent it to us. Look oh how thick God. it is.
1: That is amazing. See, that is beautiful. That is something that I want in our dark academia library that i built in my mind already.
0: Okay, um so you know what's so interesting about you saying that is today i was thinking about our website randomly and i was like oh man like the website like if only we could upgrade like whatever but what would we even do? And then i was thinking about it and i was like what if our homepage was just like a library a bunch of books and then with books and you click on a book on and it says and it's an season one no it says season one and then you open it and the, and the episodes are chapters that you can oh, like flip wow. through what if we and then now you're saying that you're kind of into dark library themes i, I don't am, it might I'm be actually, a sign
1: yeah the bar that i work at they've tasked me with the um task of actually redoing the bar they gave me like Ooh. a budget and one of the things I'm doing is I'm going to turn the men's bathroom into a library of all oh vintage like erotica so that they can oh, fucking learn that. some shit. You know, like Total yeah. Sex, which is this book from the 70s that's illustrated. You guys are going to fucking figure this shit out. I'm doing everyone a favor.
0: I think you should also have a diagram of the prostate because they need to start being more comfortable with their own anatomy, don't you right. think? I feel like a lot of men have a lot of hang-ups because of society.
1: I just had an idea. What if in the corner there's like a... TV and it's just got like a super old school porn on there playing like a VHS with prostate people are going to be
0: jerking off left and right
1: yeah good good That's I hope awesome they'll be milking their prostates in the bathroom
0: I have a TikTok content request if you can film a before and after your renovations I feel like that would go viral oh, really? I feel like yeah TikTok is all about like look at how like boring the space is and then now look at how awesome it is okay fine I'll do it. OK, fine. But not because not because you asked. <laughs> OK, this one says you made my fucking day. Oh, ooh, personal anecdote note card, LOL. Um, and it has an arrow pointing to an index card that has writing on it. But first, I'm going to read what this card says. This card says, I look forward to every Wednesday. I think my favorite thing about Let's Get Haunted is that you look at all aspects of a story and go through every possible explanation. It is so interesting. My goodness, thank you. This is from Kayla V. And now on this note card, she writes, My sister has epilepsy, and we were talking about the different times throughout history where certain things could be explained by the person having seizures or being epileptic. Mm. Epilepsy is such a common thing and has been throughout time. With a limited understanding of the condition, it's gone from being thought of in an evil light as demonic possession to being, quote unquote, touched by a ghost to being seen as highly spiritual and hearing the voice of God. It's so crazy to think that it was only in the 1970s that it was scientifically recognized as an actual physical mental condition rather than viewed as the person being insane, etc. A lot of stigma still exists. My sister's epileptologist spoke at a conference recently and told a super interesting story about an Egyptian official in ancient Egypt who is now suspected to have had epilepsy. I can get you his sources and research if you want some reading material. Ha ha. Anyway, I really enjoy the podcast. Keep up the awesome work, you guys rock. Stay spooky, Kayla. My socials Kayla. are at call me Kai with two eyes on Twitter, or at call me on insta love that kayla yeah
1: thank you so much kayla that's a great note and that is pretty crazy that like they only recognized epilepsy in the 70s for some reason i thought that it like we knew what it was in like the 30s you know right
0: i know it is crazy it's crazy to think about um especially while we're talking about some of the stories that we researched that are like you know, from the 1800s or like ancient Egypt even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's it really boggles the mind. You know what, I saw something on TikTok and I was like, holy fuck, why have I never thought of that before? It was about mermaids. And somebody had left a comment on a TikTok about mermaid sea legends and lore. And the person's comment said, what's interesting is you have to think about glasses were only invented In like, I forget what year they said. And they were like, so it makes a lot of sense that like
1: people people like sea monsters and and mermaids and all of that stuff before glasses were invented, which actually take away the paranormal visions.
0: Right. Like you're looking at a manatee and then you're like, this Mm. is a hot, beautiful, sexy woman. And Mm. she has a fishtail. Mm hmm. (laughs) And somehow that was just as haunted to me as like the fact that mermaids definitely exist.
1: Yeah, yeah. I also think, too, when you're a pirate, (laughs) you're probably like kind of drunk all the time. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't really have access to fresh water. And if you do, it's not safe. It's actually safer to drink alcohol. But at the same time, when I'm drunk, I never like think an animal is a person. But I'm also not a sailor. And I'm also not like living in the 1600s.
0: Right and you don't have scurvy and yeah. you're not someone that hasn't seen a woman in in a 2 years cuz you've been sailing the seven seas like who knows
1: You know how people get like upset when you tell a story from the perspective of a disenfranchised community? They like want someone from that community instead to tell the story. Yes. But we don't do that with pirate stories. And I feel like I'm just realizing that. Like we need like a real fucking seaman to come in here and like tell pirate stories. If you don't have a peg leg and a parrot, then I don't care about your opinion.
0: (laughs) Captain (laughs) Barbosa. I need you to bring Davy Jones and his Mm -hmm. squid beard onto Mm -hmm. this podcast and tell me about how many manatees you have had sex with thinking they were beautiful women. Right. I need to know those numbers and stats, and I will put them in an Excel spreadsheet for you. And you know who doesn't have sex with manatees? <laughs> our donors. Our donors. I would love to give a big shout out to those of you who donated in the month of January. Danian. Michael R., who says, I just had top surgery, and I'm so grateful for the podcast. Listening to it during my recovery has been wonderful. Michael R., thank you so much, and congratulations yeah. on your surgery. Yes, Mary Elizabeth A. Malik, who says, hello, Nat and Allie. Can you please shout out the winner of the first ever LGH Fantasy Football League? Big Football Energy. Uh, yes. Yes. And OK, guess what? Wait, guys? Malik
1: won the whole thing?
0: Big Football Energy, I think, is who won. I don't know yeah. that name,
1: though. Oh, that must be the name of the person who won. But they're not. Yes. They just like made that name. For the That's thing. what I'm
0: assuming. Malik, if you send another donation, clarifying it next month, <laughs> if I got it wrong, let me know. But otherwise, congratulations to Big Football Energy. If you guys are not following our TikTok, you should do that right now at Let's Get Haunted. I posted my championship winner speech. This is my first year winning the Big Boy League <laughs> um, amongst my college friends. I have won the Little Boy League before, but never the Big Boy. And um, the person I beat was not very pleased that I beat them. <laughs> It was it was Jack. Jack, if you're listening to this, not my fault. Not my fault. Wow. And it was an auto draft team, which I talked about on a previous episode. That's why I'm mentioning it now, is that um, I missed the fantasy football draft for Let's Get Haunted. I was very upset about it. I felt I had a lot of shame and guilt surrounding missing it because mm-hmm. I really wanted to do it. And then I also missed my own like fantasy football draft. So I had an auto drafted team, which could either go well or poorly. And this year it went well for me.
1: Um, so congratulations. I feel like things are turning around I, for everyone I agree. involved in this podcast. I agree. The listeners, the co-hosts, the ghosts.
0: The landlords.
1: The yeah. landlords.
0: <laughs> congratulations to Big Football Energy and to Malik. Uh, congratulations also to our other donors, Kelsey C, Shane, Robin V. And that's it. That's all I have.
1: I want to give a big thank you to Malik and Peter Barker, as always. Also, Jim H., who had a very generous donation. Gentry B., Curie S., Skylar L., thank you very much, Skylar, for your very generous donation as well. Alicia J., Kathy G., Amber A., October Noir V, Camry G., thank you so much, Camry. We really appreciate that. Lindsay L., Kathy G., Pete M, Rebecca M, Haley, Sydney, and Katie D, Brandy B, Mackenzie K, Pete M, Camry G, again. Thank you, Camry. We always notice you. Anna K. Thank you, Anna. That's very generous of you. Jessica M, Gentry B, Corey T, and Casilda P. So Casilda P, I want to take a moment to highlight are this donor because they donated before and Casilda didn't hear her name, but she said she didn't care about the shout out. She just wanted to make sure that we got the donation. And I said, you know what? Guess what? No, we're going to shout you out.
0: We're now taking a
1: moment of our time to just all shine the light bright on you and tell you that you're Casilda. Casilda. Thank you. (laughs) Casilda.
0: C is for Cool. A is for alien. Mm -hmm. S is for super. Another S is for super. Siren.
1: I I is is for intellectual. Ooh. L is for listener. D D is for
0: donkey jones. Oh, yes. Yes. Let's go with that.
1: And A is for anal.
0: And P is for pooping in the Target.
1: <laughs> thank you, Casilda. And yes. Curie S, thank you very much. Camry G, now, Camry G, we've heard that a lot. And we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. We really appreciate you. And we love you against your will. Sarah W, thank you so much. That's a very generous donation as well. And Megan C, you guys, we're so excited to have you as our donors. I wouldn't want any other donors. On this planet you know what if i was dying and i needed a uh, life-giving implant of some sort and there was a donor that wasn't one of the let's get haunted donors i would say no
0: that's right i agree and you know now that we've just started calling out people individually i feel like <laughs> i need to say malik and peter barker and mary elizabeth You're lovely, lovely people. I'm Mm -hmm. so excited that you're in the Haunted Fam. You're a haunty. Michael R. had a generous donation this episode. And Michael R., I just want to say, when I read your name, I think of my first boyfriend I ever had. Mm -hmm. His name was Michael Ruiz, which is also Michael R. And he was a very kind soul. He is now a high school math teacher. And Mm -hmm. he's very nice. And I'm doxing him. And Michael, (laughs) if you're out there, You're a very nice guy. I remember you ate a lot of pizza to the point where um, the pizza place in between our houses knew you on a first name basis. So congratulations to Michael R. And uh, really to everyone, Shane also had a very generous donation this month. And I just really appreciate all of you. Small, large, medium donations, doesn't matter. Sending us fan mail, great.
1: Love it. Yeah, it's awesome. It we really appreciate is cool. you. Yeah, we really, really do. You guys are good people, good humans, and you have cool hobbies, which is more than I could say for myself.
0: All right, are you ready to get into the first listener story? I
1: am. Natalia, would you like to read the first listener story? I would. This one comes from Ruby. It says ghostly coworkers. Hey Nat and Allie, it's your girl again, Ruby. Back at it again with the spookies. I just listened to Lake City Quiet Pills and realized, more like screamed when I heard it, that you did receive my letter after all. So I'm sorry about that duplicate email I sent a while back. Womp womp. (laughs) My bad. After telling my best bud about the news, she urged me to write to you guys again about our experience with some creepy moments at our former workplace. We worked in a little cafe in my town. It was often busy, but when it wasn't, There were things that would make my hair stand and make me run out of the door when I had to lock up for the night. At first, it was small things, just things falling off of shelves that we would try not to think about too much and a feeling of not being alone. Then it went into hearing voices, not just regular voices, but often voices that sounded like our coworkers or customers coming in after hours. I would hear my name, Clear as day, enough to make me whip my head around in my coworker's voice. But they were nowhere near. It wasn't just me; it happened to the majority of the staff there. They would come up to me and ask me if I called them because they heard me yell their name, but I would have been on the other side of the store. One day, my best friend was closing up and was by herself. She was behind the counter when she saw a dark shadow, low to the ground, like a small child or dog, dash into the back counter. She looked around the area, looking for whatever ran back there, and found nothing. I failed her as a friend when she quickly tried to call me, terrified, and I missed her call. She was absolutely scared to death. The moment of, yep, there's no doubt something here, happened to me during a time when we were renovating. I was by myself after hours. The doors were locked, and I was heading into the office to finish some work. A stack of heavy boxes... Full of files and receipts were in the hallway, blocking the office door. I had to move them out of the way because the office door opened out into the hallway rather than in. I closed the door behind me because I don't like the idea of the open hallway to my back when I'm alone. After a while, my best friend called to tell me she was here to pick me up, but needed to be let in to pick up something she left earlier in the day. I finished up what I was doing and I headed out of the office to let her in. I opened the door out and thwack, I hit something. Through the crack of the door that I managed to get open, I could see my best friend on the outside of the building looking at me confused. I pushed against the door harder and slipped through the crack when I had just enough space. The stack of boxes I had moved away from the door earlier were now blocking the office door that I had just slipped out of. My best friend and I exchanged a look that said, bro. (laughs) In case you're wondering why my BFF didn't text me about the boxes when she arrived, she later had told me that she was just as shocked as me because she didn't think I'd be in the office blocked by boxes and assumed that I was somewhere else in the store. This motherfucking ghost tried to lock me in. I cannot believe the last major occurrence happened after a while of no activity. Again, I was closing by myself, cleaning up behind the counter. I had just filled up a bucket of water and left it to sit in the sink while I went to finish cleaning the espresso machine. Suddenly, I heard a plop. And at first, I was like, nope, nope, nope. I'm not going to look. But then I had to. I turned my head and I saw the sink had been turned back on and was filling the little bucket to the brim. I went like this. (laughs) She's just like that funny smile and turned it off and went back to work. LaMau. Unfortunately, the cafe closed down when COVID made things difficult. I wonder if we had stayed open, if activity would have changed with the energy of a global pandemic affecting it. Thanks for listening, you guys. Stay safe, and hopefully by the time you get this, COVID is history. Much love, Ruby. Professional ghost magnet. <laughs> um, Ruby, first of all, thank you very much. Thank you, Ruby. Yeah, we really appreciate that. That is really scary to me because I was getting chills, and... The one thing that I don't like about my office is that it has two giant windows that face out to the street. Now, I live in a a neighborhood that has like lots of trees and I just feel like out there ever since we did that one fucking episode about the Moon-Eyed People and we talked about that thing, you're not even supposed to say the name of it out loud. Right, right. I always think it's out there. (laughs) and when I'm listening to these I'm scared right now I can't speak anymore you guys I know you're you
0: I can see Natalia's eyes like welling up with tears (laughs) through the computer screen uh, wearing like broken ear headphones, yeah, just they like are. on the verge. It just has one cat ear. Ruby V, that is very frightening. Um, every day I am more and more glad that I have not seen a ghost. Yeah, I know. Um, because it thinking. sounds like something I would never be able to recover from.
1: But now I feel like the ghosts know that we haven't seen a ghost, and that they're like really planning on it.
0: Honestly, if a ghost appeared in front of me, I think yeah, I would just try to get it on the podcast. I don't know that. That i would even care about my personal safety anymore at this point this next one comes from chanel c hi nat and firstly thank you for making a podcast that satisfies my need for all things spooky but also makes me spiral at 3 a.m it's <laughs> chef's kiss the best and it pretty much got me and my best friend ellen through the hideous lockdowns in england Anyways, I have a ridiculous story that I hope you enjoy, because let me tell you, it all made us laugh in the group chat. Also, I sent this email to the wrong email address, so I would like to formally apologize <laughs> for whatever haunting I have brought upon some <laughs> random per- <laughs> some random person. Oops. <laughs> While researching my family history, I came across a diamond of an ancestor who was probably the reason why my family are still very cursed and haunted to this day. I have an unusual surname that is pretty rare, so it's likely that anyone we come across in old records are related somewhere along the line. I should mention in 1500s England, we loved a good old witch. Grab your mm-hmm. 12 kids and favorite mite-ridden shawl because Bessie from down the street was seen petting a black cat on Friday, and now it's time to watch her burn. Oh, wow. I was flicking through records when I found a woman called Joan Cunny you have permission to use my surname, BTW, I'm already fully haunted, who was a notorious witch in Essex. Joan was one of 31 Essex people, 30 women and one man, who were accused of witchcraft under the 1563 Witchcraft Act, full name and act against conjurations, enchantments, and witchcrafts. According to this act, anyone who, quote, used, practiced or exercised any witchcraft, enchantment, charm, or sorcery, whereby any person shall happen to be killed or destroyed, was to be put to death. Now for some stories on why Joan Cunny was absolutely the most haunted, but also why she was the biggest mood of all time. Upon her confession of worshiping Satan, she admitted that two satanic spirits were sent down to her in the form of two black frogs, aptly called Jack and Gill she went on to say how her froggy familiars were used to act out tasks of mischief and torment through her demand Joan's first accusation came from her grandson who had witnessed joan being refused another drink from a neighbor mrs finch as mrs finch was too busy a reasonable response for someone barging into your house and demanding alcohol mrs finch was then struck down with pains in the side of her head and then died a week later Joan admitted to sending Jack the Frog to torture her. Another was a farmer's tree that was blown over despite there being no wind. He also blamed Joan's familiar, Jack the Frog. There are several other accounts of Jack and Gil tormenting and attempting to injure other town folk, including a boy hurting his leg and becoming lame because she wanted some logs and he wouldn't give her any, and a woman blaming her brew being ruined by the frogs. Joan claimed all of them as her own crafty work and was hanged in 1589. Oh, and her daughters were also accused of witchcraft. Avis was hanged in 1590, and Margaret was sentenced to a year imprisonment and six appearances in the stocks. A last note, Joan was an 80-year-old widowed woman by the time she was accused, so make of that what you will. I've included a drawing of Joan and two other witch friends being hanged and her two labeled frog friends. Thanks for reading my haunted history and don't let frogs manipulate your mind. Chanel. Oh, my God. This is iconic. Can you imagine being related to such an icon?
1: I know. I know. It was making me think like, okay, I wonder if this is where Jack and Jill came from. Oh, yeah, there's a drawing. Okay, I'm looking at a drawing. It's black and white. There's three women who are hanging from a noose dead. And beneath them are just a bunch of animals going fucking nuts. Oh, no, those are frogs. Those are fucking... What they call a frog might have been different than what we call a frog.
0: It looks like if a frog had a baby like with Gollum. a wolf yeah it looks weird it looks like anthropomorphic it's it's very um very cool uh, wow what a cool story i feel like that would make an excellent podcast episode thank you chanel yeah, it um was. For sharing that
1: history with us. Okay I'm not gonna get caught up in the side note but this year my partner was asking me what I wanted to be for Halloween and just like offhand I was like I want to be like a 1700s witch that was hung so I'm gonna wear like a full puritanical outfit with a noose around my neck and just like walk around and he was like no. <laughs> like didn't even
0: elaborate he was just like absolutely not.
1: Yeah I mean I feel like people would be <gasps> oh, pretty funny. offended by that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I have seen, sorry, this is my last thing to go along with your tangent. I have seen many years ago someone walking around with a bloody noose around their neck and all I could think the entire time was like, dude, there's so many crazy people. Some drunk guy could just grab the noose and actually strangle you to death.
1: I know. Anything can be used against you if you really think about it. In a court it.
0: of law. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: This next one comes to us from Leslie. Hi, Nat and Allie. My name is Leslie B. And I have listened to your podcast since day one. Very big fan. I'm a dog walker. So your podcast always gets me through my days and I always look forward to each episode. The story is not mine, but my little brother's godmother's story, but it has always given me the heebie jeebies. Hopefully you enjoy. My little brother's godmother, we'll call M, had been in an accident not long ago and required surgery. When she was in pre-op, being prepared for surgery from nurses and doctors constantly coming in and out, Em remembers a certain nurse that did catch her eye when she walked in to check on her. The nurse right away grabs M's patient clipboard and asks how she's feeling without entirely looking her in the eyes, but down on the clipboard, she even checks her IVs to see if they're all good. Em noticed something else that was strange about this nurse. She noticed her uniform was out of fashion. It wasn't the basic scrubs like the modern nurse uniforms, but she had a uniform like a dress on with an in and out looking hat on. The nurse quickly wrote some things down and just left the room. A few moments later, another nurse with basic scrubs walks in, grabs the clipboard, and asks Em how she was doing. M simply replied, oh, the other nurse already checked on everything. The nurse looked at her and said she was the only one assigned to her and that another nurse shouldn't have checked on her. M was confused but prepared for surgery. After surgery, as M was all ready to head home, she was being rolled out on a wheelchair passing by the main lobby when she noticed something hanging on the wall of the lobby. M noticed an old picture of the hospital lobby no. with an old nurse dress displayed in the back and right away M recognized the dress to be the dress of the weird nurse that walked in and checked on her. M right away got so freaked out that she was ready to leave the hospital. It turns out she was visited by an old nurse ghost from the hospital what the and fuck? still to this day remembers every detail of her image, her voice, and the way she did not look her in the eyes. I hope the story wasn't too long, but I hope you enjoyed it and it gets told on listener stories. I tried to find a picture she saw, but I couldn't find it. We did confirm that this is the closest example the uniform looked like, so attached is that picture. Keep up the great work. I hope this gets featured on an episode one day stay haunted I'm going to share my screen so you can see it oh my god that is freaky because the
0: options are it's either a haunted ghost woman or it's a haunted bitch that found a dead ghost woman outfit and put it on and (laughs) walked into her room and both of those are insanely haunted oh oh yep okay so I am looking at a black and white photo of two old-timey nurses. I want to say maybe like a 1950s photo, and these nurses are wearing actually very cute, very cute like white dresses. Um, so your style. I know. I love it. And then they're wearing yeah, haunted like these nurse. Yeah, these little in and out hats. What a vibe. Yeah that that's my that's my 2023 era is haunted nurse. I just
1: want to say too, while we're going through all these like old emails that some of them are from 2020. It I, it makes me feel like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe how long we've been doing this and how long, how far these go back. You guys, it's like a time capsule.
0: It really is. I know, especially when we're reading ones that are like, oh, the pandemic just started. Hope it ends soon. And it's like, oh, little <laughs> did we know. Right. Did you just say something? I heard I a man's go, voice. <laughs> oh, no, I heard a man's voice behind you. I'm gonna kill myself. Shut up. Are you serious? I'm serious. I thought it was Cody. Shut up.
1: Shut up. I
0: hate you. I'm Shut not up. I'm not joking. I didn't see anybody, but I definitely heard a man's voice come through the speakers.
1: Oh yeah, I hear a man's voice coming through my speakers in your room too. No, I'm serious. <sighs> you, I'm, I can't survive right now. <laughs> so Maybe. dark here. You guys, I'm on Georgia time, so like it's it's like literally almost 11 p.m. here. I'm in the complete dark. Everyone in the house is sleeping. There's these two fucking creepy ass windows outside with just like weird haunted trees. I'm not used to winter like everything's dead and like creakly and like scraggly outside. (laughs) It's I'm fucking terrified.
0: I think maybe it was just you blowing into the mic and it sounded like a man's voice. It just sounded like a split second of a man's voice being like, I, I couldn't even make out what it was saying, but like, you know, like, Natalia, like, go to bed or you're being too loud. Like, that's what, that I just assumed it was Cody.
1: Oh, my God. I can't. You guys know my house is weird. Like, you know that we have that weird room with the safe in it.
0: Okay. I'm going to read the next one. We're going to act like it didn't happen. This email comes from Apple. Hello again. This is Apple. Uh, idiot. This email will be shorter than my last one, but here's the story. I was in my apartment eating dinner and listening to the Lake City Quiet Pills episode when my brother sends me a video on Snapchat. I have attached mm-hmm. it below with his with his permission. He's with a friend just messing around with his lightsaber, but at the beginning of the video there's this really weird, pretty loud sound that I think sounds kind of like a little kid yelling or laughing, which neither he nor his friend acknowledge. He was freaking out a little when he sent the video because he says the sound only played in the video and that they didn't hear it while they were recording. My brother, his friend, and I all think that this is legit, but I'm curious to see what you guys think, specifically what you think the noise sounds like. Hope you're staying healthy and haunted. Love, Apple. Okay, wait, that is actually what? very interesting because we just talked about how I heard a man's voice in coming through the computer screen. She's saying stop that- talking about this. Oh my God. <laughs> she's saying that in a Snapchat, a similar thing happened, but instead of a man's voice, it was a kid. Okay, hold on. I'm going to play it. That laughing noise. She says, did you hear that?
1: I can't hear it. It's like too grainy.
0: Okay, I'm going to send it to you because it sounds like a child laughing.
1: I forgot how bad vibes this podcast was sometimes. It's like so scary when we're recording it and when we're researching it. But then like the listeners are all like, we love you since day one. And like we're all a family and everything. And I'm like, why can't we just be a family and not get scared? <laughs> you know, like, why can't we just be like friends and not be so scary? I had a
0: panic attack researching the season premiere episode. I It was like late at night and I was seeing shit out of the corner of my eye because I was freaking myself out.
1: It did kind of sound like a kid being like,
0: Haha. "Yeah, <laughs> God, <laughs> Natalia's jumping
1: around."
0: Natalia, <laughs> Natalia, did you see something? Something
1: creaked. Oh, something creaked, no. and then I turned and I saw the reflection of myself in the glass. And okay,
0: then- that's what happened to me when I was researching the season premiere. I had a mirror on my desk and I was sitting on my bed and I I like saw myself out of the corner of my eye and I like turned really quickly to look and it freaked me out it was just myself looking super haunted staring back at me
1: yeah yeah I've had that
0: before okay
1: I just want to say like any weird things that are trying to be weird right now stop it you're not welcome that's it we don't fuck with your vibes Just shut the fuck up so we can do this listener stories and like, let me live in peace.
0: Um, But Apple, tell your brother definitely that's a ghost child laughing because that's 100% what it sounded like. And it's very weird that after Nat and I just talked about hearing voices um, through the Zoom chat, you had an email about that. That is pretty, pretty fucking haunted.
1: (sighs) All right, let me try to get through this one. This one comes from Toria. Hello, I sent these to the wrong email, lol. It was two emails (laughs) that I'm going to send here. Happy New Year. First email. I was choked by a shadow, but it's whatever. (laughs) Hello, my name is Toria, and I finally caught up on every episode. I wanted to wait to send this until then, so now I can. My parents' house is V-haunted. I always felt two ghosts in there, one of them being my Tio, who always felt very nice and protective, but the other one always felt angry and I have a lot of weird shit to say about that house. So to the good shit, one day a few years ago, while I was living with my parents, I was taking a nap in my mom's room and I was home alone. So I'm taking this nap and suddenly I feel like I'm awake, but I'm not moving. I can see my mom's room around me, but my body isn't doing anything. I've always felt something weird coming from the bathroom, and my eyes immediately went to it. And suddenly, I'm rushed at by this black mass, and it's choking me. It was somehow saying in my head, swear you'll never tell anyone. What? Over and over again. Oh, my God. And I'm panicking because I can't breathe. And suddenly, I think, I promise, your girl doesn't swear because Ray is Catholic guilt. Lol. (laughs) For a while, I never told, but I told my boyfriend and friends, but I was always afraid to say anything out loud in the house. There was another time where I was rushed at by this black mass too, but that's not that interesting. Also, ever since I was little, before I would fall asleep, I would hear all of these different voices in my head. I could never make out what they were saying, but sometimes they'd be happy or mad or even sad and crying. When I moved out for a while, I stopped hearing them, but sometimes I do hear them and it's become a way for me to know... Fuck yeah, I'm falling asleep. When you're around ghosts your whole life, it becomes normal. And I have more shit that happened. I wanted to say more about the podcast and my theory for the MySpace witch, but this is long as fuck, boy. So that's all that. <laughs> Thank you and love y'all. That is so haunted. What the fuck? Well, yeah, I don't know. Like, Toria sounds super chaotic, but hold on. There's, there's more. Second email. Mirror Voices? Whomst knows? Hello. <laughs> I don't know if I said this in my last email. I hope not. But when I was little and to this day, I hear voices in my head when I'm about to fall asleep. So I'm going to take it back. When I was very little, I would hear a cacophony of voices in my head right before I fell asleep. It was always hard to fall asleep because it was so scary and so loud. Until one night, I heard another telling the others to shut up. And then it stopped until I was in middle school. By that point, I was just used to them and I figured that they can't hurt me and they're not directly talking to me. So it was like, whatever. My parents' house is big haunted. So any weird ghost shit was more of a nuisance most of the time. Even now I hear them and it's really just lets me know Rad, I'm finally falling asleep, lol. So I heard in today's episode y'all talking about how mirrors can't be at the foot of the bed because they're portals. Well, guess what is at the foot of my bed? When I moved into my brother's house, the voices stopped, and after a few months of me not having one, he gave me his mirror. It's like a small makeup mirror. And then they started back up, but I never put the two together. I've been hearing them a lot lately, and I'm sure it's because the mirror has been at the foot of my bed every night for a few months. It used to be next to the head of the bed, and they were loud there too. Honestly, I don't mind the voices, but I'll move the mirror for science, lol. Anyway, I really love today's episode, and I can't wait for the sweater restock since I missed the first one, lol. Also, I don't know if I said this in the last email, but y'all can read this and my last email on the podcast. I don't get to talk about this stuff a lot because I know it sounds crazy, lol. Also, sorry for any weird typos. I have dysgraphia and it makes it confusing and hard to write stuff. Toria, what the fuck is going on? Toria, that,
0: that was incredible and haunted.
1: Toria, like it's like fighting for their life, but like yeah. just is like lol lol lol. She's funny. She was saying big haunted and like when when I say like V haunted, it's like a bunch of Vs together. I don't know. Just very cute, but um super scary. Uh I just want to Talk about how a uh, shadow came out and choked her and said, Swear, you'll never tell anyone. That is the most terrifying thing that could happen in any sort of paranormal situation because yeah. literally you want to just tell someone
0: it's it's giving me very much we've talked about this before on this podcast but the vibes are very similar to when albus dumbledore and harry potter in the movie not the book where he just like comes at harry and like starts shaking him and is like harry did you put your name in the goblet of fire and right. it's like, that's what it's giving. Like, it's it's a shadow um, demon that's just, like, mistaking right. a situation completely.
1: Oh, my God. That's such a good movie.
0: It really is. And, Toria, um, you should write in another email if you haven't already. Because I would like to know if there are any updates and if you've ever seen the shadow creature since. Because that is absolutely horrifying. And... I think I would have simply passed away if that happened to me.
1: Like, Okay, so I know someone's going to be like, oh, make sure you're not schizophrenic. Like, I used to hear voices and da 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 Okay, yes, make sure you're not schizophrenic, but it, let's, like, table that for a second and just assume that you're hearing voices from the other side, okay? How weird is it that, like, they are all, like, saying stuff and you can't hear what they're saying and then one of them's just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And then they're all quiet.
0: <gasps> I love that. This next one comes from Andy In Hey, it's Andy. Another backlog episode that inspired me to write this email was the one with James DeAngelis and him talking oh. about his weird experience, possibly astral projecting. If you guys don't know what this email is referring to, you can go back and listen to the very first paranormal games to play in the dark. We had James DeAngelis on that episode, and he talked about a time that he's pretty sure he astrally projected. I don't believe this was the same as astral projecting or whatever he experienced, but I think it's weird enough that you guys would find it interesting. I haven't told a lot of people this story. Usually when I say I've had an out-of-body experience, people's knee-jerk reaction is to think it was near death. What's weird about it is that it wasn't even close. I was about 16 at the time, and back then I was a little bit of an asshole. I was in this guy's house I had a major crush on, we'll call him Tom. I was also with a best friend at the time, who was also Tom's cousin, who I'll call Stella. We were supposed to be going to the county fair that afternoon with Tom's family, and me and Stella were waiting around in the dining room for everyone to get ready. Tom had just gotten his haircut yesterday, probably by his mom, and he was walking around the house arguing with his parents. First, he wanted to ditch us as soon as he could to hang out with his own friends, which kind of offended me and his parents refused to let that happen. Then Tom decided he didn't want to go at all because he thought his haircut didn't look good and quote unquote, my friends can't see me like this. He kept going on and on and complaining till finally in a fit of anger and annoyance, I rolled my eyes. I felt the words come out of my mouth almost as if someone else were saying them. Shut up. I blinked and suddenly I was across the room in the kitchen about seven or eight feet away, looking at my own body standing there in front of Stella. There was at most three seconds that I was there, enough to burn this image in my head before I blinked and was back inside my body. The logical part of me wanted to explain this somehow, maybe wanted to bury it under some explanation like, this was the weirdest and most vivid hallucination I had ever had. But when I came back to my body, I felt extremely weak, almost dizzy, and had to immediately sit down. Stella was asking if I was okay, and I explained to her what had just happened. That's when she told me that she had been looking at my face, and in that brief moment where I quote-unquote left my body, my face all of a sudden went paper white, and a couple seconds later when I quote-unquote came back to my body, my face went a blood red. I'm already a pretty pale person, and I've been known to blush very easily, but she said it was the fastest change of color she had ever seen, especially going from one end of the spectrum to the other. After sitting for a little while and drinking some water and snacking, I was fine, and nothing like that has happened to me again. I'm about to turn 25. Not to tease you guys, but I do have another what could be considered out-of-body experience that happened when I was very little, but I'm very hesitant to share that one with people. I'll tell my ghost experiences all day. I'll tell the story I just told you to whoever I think is open-minded enough, but this one I'm afraid of someone completely dismissing me. I just don't believe it was some very abstract dream I had. Maybe one day I'll get the guts to send it in. Love the podcast, Andy. Andy, definitely share
1: it. Come on. Alyssa said she took a shit in a Target. Yeah, come, come on. on. You can do it. You can do
0: it. <laughs> Incredible. Um. Wow. That is, that is so interesting. I think out-of-body experiences are a super interesting phenomenon because you're like, Andy's right. Depending on what belief you subscribe to, it could be astral projection. It mm-hmm. could be like dis- brief disassociation and anxiety. It could be... Mm-hmm a near-death experience it could I don't know it could be a psychic experience it could be so many things
1: it's just funny that her brother was like basically just being annoying and it caused her <laughs> to like leave her body
0: right I know I who among us has not had a a person <laughs> piss us off so much that we just temporarily <laughs> leave like our soul is like all right I'm right. not hanging out for this stupid fucking conversation about your haircut Goodbye.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This one comes to us from Jessica. Hi, Nat and Allie. Firstly, I would like to say how much I love Let's Get Haunted, and I look forward to each new episode. Thank you. I don't have stories as haunted as the other listeners, but I still think it's worth writing about. This stuff happened to me years ago, some of it before I even went to high school. When I was younger, I was raised by my grandparents due to unfortunate circumstances with my parents when I was a little bean at three years old. My grandmother's mother was still alive, but very sick. She was in her 80s and suffering from a type of bone marrow disease. In the last year of her life, she would often stay with me and my grandparents so we could look after her. Our family is from Cyprus, and so my great-grandmother mainly spoke Greek and very little English. She often yelled at me because I couldn't understand what she was saying in Greek. She would sigh heavily in frustration often. When she died, she had just gone through major surgery, but was too weak and unfortunately didn't make it. I remember after she died, my grandfather was hospitalized, which was a normal occurrence. He had renal failure, which was common in his family. He often said his family was cursed, which is a whole other story. During his hospitalization, me being young, I would be scared to sleep alone, so I would climb in bed with my grandma. One particular night, I couldn't sleep, so I stayed up and I was reading a book. It was about 5 in the morning, and that's when I heard it. My great grandmother sighed, no doubt in frustration at me for being too scared to sleep alone and bothering my grandma, and it sounded like she was right next to the bedroom door. Over the next few weeks, I would hear her familiar footsteps. She had a walker, so her footsteps could never be mistaken for someone else's. After a while, it stopped. In Greek Orthodox religion, when someone dies, their soul wanders the earth for 40 days before going to heaven. I stopped hearing her around our house around 40 days after she died. Going a couple years forward, my godfather, my grandfather's nephew, tragically passed away at the age of 37. He also suffered from renal failure and heart disease, and he died as a direct result of that. Does it sound like a curse yet? About a week after he died, my dad was telling me how he couldn't sleep one night. He was in the living room watching TV, and about three in the morning, he went to go to bed. He saw a strange light coming from his bedroom. He walked in to find a strange gassy shape made from light with my godfather's face, which spoke and said, there will be another loss, before fading away. My dad thought it was a dream, until a week later, my grandfather's sister passed away from a stroke. I apologize if this has been lengthy, but maybe one day I can tell you in depth the haunted history of my grandfather's family and his siblings and their descendants and why he believed they were cursed. Love you guys. Jess. Um, Jess, don't hold out on us. Like, you're over here being like, oh, this is not going to be that haunted compared to other people. And I'm like, you literally just started a saga. Like, What are you talking about? There's a curse. I need to know everything. I need to know everything. I got really close to the screen. Yeah, Natalia is extremely
0: close to the screen um, and it's (laughs) freaking me out. Okay, she's back. Yeah. Wait, why did your room just get so dark? Shh.
1: Please don't scare me like that. It got Please dark not. because I turned the brightness of my computer down. So there's not as much of a oh, backlight. Oh,
0: okay. All right. It happened so suddenly. You know what it was? It's because your face was zoomed all the way in. And then when you went right. back, there was no light. I will say that I have never heard or I don't know much about like Greek folklore. And I thought that was so interesting that when you die, your soul is thought to wander for 40 days. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, right. It kind of makes me think of, wasn't it Moses who wandered the desert for forty days in the Bible?
1: Yeah, like they like looking for the Promised Land or whatever. They were cursed to wander for forty days and forty nights, and isn't that why like Lent or something is forty days? Maybe I.
0: I that sounds familiar, but my point is, we really need to do a numerology episode because I feel like there mm. are these recurrent numbers that right. pop up a lot, and that's right. just really interesting. I love the idea of. I mean, I know it's scary, but I love the idea of being able to hear, like, a a family member's footsteps after they've passed. And then 40 days later, they're gone. Because it kind of gives you reassurance, mm-hmm. like, oh, now they're, like, they've passed right. on to the next realm.
1: Yeah, super creepy. Very creepy. But also cool, because it's your family. But the, ga- the gassy light thing that says he's going to have another loss. <sighs> I don't know. That just makes me wonder, like, why, how do some people pass on and they're able to come back and say this shit and other people don't like I don't I mean we don't know obviously anything about the afterlife but it just it really makes you wonder like what happens
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah. I remember when I was in elementary school, I probably already said this on the show too. Sorry if I have. Um, When I was in elementary school, we, for some reason, like a magician came to our class and was like teaching us magic tricks and then gave us like a history lesson on Harry Houdini and told us about how he died, which is, by the way, like extremely traumatic. I don't know why they were telling fourth graders about this. And (laughs) then he said... Oh, and Harry Houdini told his wife when he was on his deathbed, hey, when I pass, you need to visit my grave every single day. And if I can communicate with you, I will find a way. Like, if, if there is life after death that allows us to, like, come back from time to time, I will find a way to communicate with you. And she went to his grave, according to this magician that came to our fourth grade class, she <laughs> she went to his grave every day until she died. And she claims that he never communicated with her. But here's the thing, if my spouse was communicating with me from beyond the grave, I wouldn't be telling other people about it. So well,
1: I also wonder too if like now knowing what we know about ghosts now maybe going to their grave isn't, like, the place to go get haunted because there's not really, like, anything that they could communicate with you there, right. right? Like, they need, like, electricity or they need, you know, to be able to, like, touch you and make you cold or, like, to slam a door or something like that. I don't know.
0: That's true. And also, if we believe in stone tape theory, he wouldn't have been there anyway because the a ghost, quote-unquote, would have mm-hmm. just been replaying their final moments, right? Stuck in a loop. So, and his final moments were probably, like, in a hospital somewhere, not not uh, right. in a cemetery. Okay, I'm going, I'm moving on. We're moving on from that very sad <laughs> thing that definitely scarred me because I'm clearly, I'm reciting it again right here. Um, Now, why they had a magician come to our class? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this next email comes from Alex M. Hi, Nat and Allie. My name is Alex and I'm from Connecticut and have a haunted story for you. Once upon a time, my family was and still is very white. (laughs) I'm half Cuban, but trust me, you'd never know. And went on a fall foliage trip where they rent a bus with other family and friends and do a little New England tour. Okay, yes, that is very white, but very cute. And once again, reminds me of the meme we often refer to with all of the like white women standing in a row in front of fall leaves wearing like sweaters. And their like high boots, the
1: basic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. With their PSLs. Love it. One year, they decided to go visit Dudley Town. Dudley Town is an abandoned and apparently cursed town from the mid-18th century that is located in a town called Cornwall, Connecticut. It's about an hour and a half west of Hartford, Connecticut, if that means anything to you. There is a ton of history that would make this email far too long, so I'll skip the history and just tell you my personal experience. I was four or five at the time, so most of this story isn't from my memory, but from my parents' retelling of it. To get to Dudley Town, you have to drive up a dead-end road called Dark Entry Road. Seriously, nowadays with social media making this a more popular location to visit, there are tons of cops in this area making sure there's no trespassers, but at the time that we went, there was nobody, so it was fairly easy to get to so long as the people living on the street didn't tell you tell on you for trespassing. The bus we were on drove up the road and past the houses. Eventually, the road went from pavement to dirt, and there were no more houses in sight, just trees. After driving through the woods, the road opened up into an area that had very few trees and was mostly full of just short dead grass. Halfway through this open area, there was a random metal gate that blocked the road. It would be easy to walk or drive around as it only blocked the road and nothing else. Next to the gate was a middle-aged woman wearing a brown jacket, jeans, and boots, standing with her dog, a German Shepherd. My dad got off the bus to go talk to her. Anyways, my dad got off the bus and spoke with her, and apparently he just asked if they could go see Dudleytown. And she said no, and then he asked why not, and she said, because it's private property, which it is. My dad got back on the bus and told everyone what happened. My uncle was not pleased with this as he wanted to see the haunted town. My uncle got off the bus, but the woman and her dog were gone. As you know, buses have windows on all sides, so as soon as my uncle said she was gone, we all looked around. Like I said, the area had very few trees, and none were large enough to hide behind, especially with a German shepherd. She couldn't have made it back to the heavily forested area that quickly, either without sprinting, and surely somebody would have noticed a middle-aged woman and her German shepherd sprinting away across a meadow. Eventually, everybody stopped looking, and we left the area. Years later, like 15 years later, I was perusing some forums online, which I am so mad that I didn't screenshot, but I was looking at stuff about Dudley Town. I was reading posts by people who had been and saw a post from somebody that said that they had been there recently when cops weren't around and gotten stopped by a woman with a German (gasps) shepherd who told them to turn around. This person went back to the car to tell the people he was with, and when he turned around, the woman was gone. This blew my mind as, one, this is exactly what happened to us, and two, she still had the German Shepherd. I guess she could have just gotten a new one since the old one would have been 15 plus years old. Anyway, I wish I had the link to the forum, but I don't. I swear this happened, though. I would not lie to you. I am trustworthy. Anyways, I recommend looking up Dudleytown to see its weird history. Thanks for reading, and I love LGH more than I love Trace Leche's cake, which I love a lot. Alex.
1: <laughs> and I just want to say
0: every time Alex uh, had a word that started with the letter H, he changed it to a B in honor of Bors. Oh, serious? I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's why he did it. I don't know why else he would do it. Oh my God, that's so cute. Thank you, Alex. And that is super haunted. Actually, people have recommended us... To cover Dudley Town for quite some time now. It's on our Google Docs list of topics that are up for grabs um, that you guys have recommended, and I did look into it briefly, and it was literally so long that I was like, oh, I don't, I, I like can't focus on this right now. But it was pretty fucking haunted. It was about like, from my understanding, it's like cursed and it's abandoned, and and now it's like private property. But there's just all these like abandoned homes from a town that was like evacuated and nobody
1: knows why. Do you think that woman with the German shepherd was like a ghost woman or is she just like a crazy person that lives there? Like what do you, how do you interpret that story?
0: I would interpret it as a ghostly caretaker, right? Because here's the thing, if it were like, like Alex said, the German shepherd, like the original German shepherd, it's not likely that it would have lived 18 years,
1: right? The first German shepherd of every German shepherd.
0: Right, exactly. (laughs) So it's either the lady got a new German shepherd, which I guess is possible, like some people just really like a certain breed and they'll always get it. Or it's a ghost lady and her ghost dog. And I choose Mm. to believe that. What do you think? How How do you interpret it?
1: It would be really cool if it was like the first German shepherd, like a descendant of the very first German shepherd. <laughs> that would be cool. I think I'm I'm like you. Like I kind of think, well, I mean, either way is terrifying. Like why is this woman so obsessed with this town and German shepherds? And then <laughs> the other thing is like a ghost. It's also st- kind of scary because it's like what's that about right right but i think it's more scary if it's just like a weird lady with a (laughs) german shepherd
0: she's just obsessed with german shepherds and preventing people from entering dudley town
1: yeah yeah she's just like a karen ghost (laughs) this one comes to us from sydney hey nat and allie i've been a huge lgh fan for about a year now and i love listening to each and every episode of the podcast my name is sydney I'm 25, and I have rediscovered a love of haunted shit thanks to your podcast. I've never been particularly sensitive to paranormal or supernatural activity, but I do find myself drawn to spooky locations quite frequently, either intentionally or unintentionally. The story I have for you is one of those unintentional encounters in a place I've visited for years. I live near Asheville, North Carolina, which is a city in western North Carolina mountains with a fairly haunted history. Zelda Fitzgerald, the wife of The Great Gatsby authors F. Scott Fitzgerald, died in a hospital fire in Asheville, where she was a schizophrenia patient. That's one of the more famous hauntings of Asheville, but there's so many more attached to the Biltmore House and the Vanderbilt legacy, regional indigenous folklore, and others. I've wanted to write to you guys for a while, but I didn't think I had a good enough spooky story to share. Until I went to my favorite tattoo shop in Asheville last night for an appointment with my favorite artist there. I won't name the shop or artist here because I haven't asked them for permission to share the stories, although I think they'd be fine with it, but just in case. This tattoo shop has been open for about two years now, after being opened by a group of artists that I had been following since college. I've gotten most of my tattoos done here because the staff is so awesome and their work is beyond gorgeous. I'll attach a photo of the tattoo I got during the session to this email. I also love going to the shop because of how the store is decorated. The shop stands on two acres of land that the owner has, but the building itself is only about 800 square feet. The shop is right off of the road that leads to an elementary school about a mile up the hill, and besides a few shipping. Containers that have been converted into extra buildings, the shop is surrounded in the back by woods. The location is not exactly remote, but it's not exactly urban. The building was originally erected in the 1920s, but it's been rebuilt at least twice. As soon as you walk into the shop, you're greeted by a small altar that's adorned with crystals, burnt herb bundles for smudging, small skulls, and other offerings. Besides the usual tap two shop furnishings like the five artist booths and available design displays, the walls are covered in an array of paintings, photos, drawings, and knickknacks that range from a traditional portrait of a woman from the 1950s, to traditional tattoo designs, to photos from vaudeville slideshows from the turn of the 20th century. There's an organ from the late 1890s besides one of the booths that the owner found for free on Facebook Marketplace that contained many bizarre photos and some other items that are proudly displayed on the organ with other curios, including a few animal skulls, candles, a crucifix, etc. All of the walls and shelves are decorated with gothic curios and artifacts. I've linked the studio's website here so that you can get a better idea of the vibes of the place. I give you all of this detail of the location and the space because I feel it's important to set the scene for what I'm about to share with you. So last night, I had an appointment for my tattoo from my favorite artist in the shop. The last time I got a tattoo from this guy was March 13th of this year, which is already haunted enough since that was a Friday the 13th before COVID really started taking its toll on the US. We talked about a bunch of pandemic stuff during the session in March and also during the session we just had in December. We caught up with each other for most of the time he was tattooing me, but near the end of the session, the topic of conversation turned to spooky things because I mentioned that I was listening to the latest episode of your podcast, at the beginning of the session, which was episode 54, The Andes Flight Disaster. And then I started asking about how, what the history of the building was. For all of the times that I had been to the studio, I'd never asked about its history until now. Like I had said, the building was first finished in the 2020s and the tattoo shop had only been operating inside of it for the past two years. My artist started by saying that he and the other artists had continually been experiencing weird things at the shop since moving in. And when he mentioned this to his friend, who's a member of Stormy Daniels Paranormal Investigation Team. What the fuck? Yes, that Stormy Daniels, who's now pursuing a career in paranormal investigation with her new team called Spooky Babes. What, what the fuck? Who the fuck is Stormy Daniels? Why do I know that name?
0: Because she was relevant for like a hot second because she came out and was like, I had sex with President Trump before he was president. And he like, oh. and he like paid me off and made me sign an NDA. Oh, right. okay.
1: okay, I know who that is now.
0: And then he was probably like, mm, I don't know. I can't do a Trump impression. But you know, he was probably <laughs> like, I, I offended. And then,
1: um, yes, I had sex with that woman. And it <laughs> was very nice yeah Uh, yeah, i can't do it either (laughs) apparently during the first visit there was enough activity and evidence of paranormal activity that all of stormy's team came in to spend the night in the store and see what they could gather okay i'm sorry the fact that this story is about stormy daniels (laughs) is like my artist and a few other artists from the shop did some tattoos for the team and then decided to stay for the investigation so his stories are first-hand accounts he shared a ton of info with me but i'll just share the details specific to spirits in the shop in this email because it's getting kind of long lol but i have other details to connections to a doll formerly owned by ed and lorraine warren not Whoa. annabelle but similar that came to one of these investigations at the shop and some weird occurrences with her there so about the shop one of the team members brought a spirit box device that was supposed to allow spirits to communicate with the investigators. The team member told my artist that usually the device would light up about once every 20 minutes or so in an area with spirit activity, and that spirits may or may not talk through the box. According to my artist, the box would not shut off or shut up all night. They heard voices from different languages and dialects and some voices that talked over each other. None of the spirits present seemed malevolent to the medium present, but rather as though they were passing through this location. One of the investigators called it a Grand Central Station of Spirit Activity. Remember the portrait on the wall of the lady from the 1950s that I mentioned? That portrait was brought in by a local who got a tattoo done at the shop. The portrait was of the woman's grandmother, and the woman said that after she got her tattoo done there, she was wondering what to do with the portrait since her grandmother had just passed. She felt that the portrait should hang in the shop, so she gave it to the owner. The grandmother's spirit is attached to the portrait and was one of the entities that was detected that night. Apparently, she loves being in the shop and watching all of the artist's work. There was another spirit attached to this specific location that my artist told me about. The spirit was a tall and dark shadow of a man that many of the artists and customers had reported seeing out of the corner of their eye at the front of the shop in one of the vintage chairs that sits near the window. One of the team members determined that this man was not evil but dark because of the way he had passed. After some research, it was found that the building the shop is in had burned to the ground at least once in the 1940s, and that fire coincided with an event at a local church. Around that time, one of the church members had been wrongfully accused of sexual assault of someone else in the congregation, and had apparently fled to the building to hide from people who wished to harm him. The artist said that the belief is that the tall and dark shadow man is the spirit of a man who was burned alive in the building for being wrongfully accused. An exorcism was later held at the shop. that this man could be put to rest he has not been reported as seen since again he told me so many other tales during our session last night and i would love to share them with you or get you in touch with him if you guys are interested keep up the awesome work with the podcast and thank you so much for giving spooky bitches like me fuel for our next ghost story exchange Ciao for now, Sydney. Yes, the tattoo is an interpretation of the birth of Venus painting by Botticelli, but surrounded by ivy instead of the original seashore imagery. Since the piece was done in Asheville and because she was designed to look like the area I live in, we named her Ash Venus. <laughs> she lives happily r- above my right elbow. Oh, that's really cool. I'm going to show you.
0: Ooh, oh yeah, that's very pretty. It's that's cool. It definitely looks like, yeah, Aphrodite or Venus. Um, Which if you guys are familiar, that would be like the painting of a woman coming out of a clamshell like in a beach scene. But this is that woman um, coming out of Ivy, which is very interesting because it really reminds me almost of like Poison Ivy, the superhero villain, whatever, and then combined with Aphrodite, which is cool. I like it. This is the studio Oh wow. Yeah, it definitely looks haunted. It has like a lot of bookshelves with little occult items and antiques. It's it's a vibe, I will say. Yeah. That's cool. Very cool. Thank you for yeah. sharing. I like the idea of buildings having so much character and history. Right. I find it very interesting. Uh, I wonder what it's like to do tattoos or just work in general in a haunted environment. Like, is it more of a nuisance to you at a certain point? Like, oh, God, there's that tall shadow man that burned alive again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, like you're trying to just leave or work and go home and chill, but you can't because there's like a bunch of files outside of your door. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Well, very cool story. Thank you so much. And we would love to hear more. You can definitely send in another email about any other hauntings you hear about. I also want to know, what's the name of this listener? Can you remind me? Sydney. Sydney, do you feel... That your tattoo is also haunted. I would be very interested in knowing. Like, does oh, right. she move around on your arm um, because the ink was <gasps> cursed by the shadow man in the tattoo shop? Uh-oh. New rumor started. This next one comes from Andrea. Hey, Nat and Allie. I just wanted to begin by saying I love your podcast so much to the point it's become my emotional support podcast. LOL. <laughs> like, I always listen to it when I'm sad or bored or doing household chores. If I'm still waiting for the next episode, I'll re-listen to past episodes to fill the void. I just love your guys' chemistry as friends, your banter, humor, etc. I hope I don't sound like a weirdo. I just love the podcast. Love your YouTube as well and look forward to future content. Anyways, I have had some weird haunted stuff happen to me. Nothing insane, but nevertheless, very haunted vibes. Story one. I grew up and still live in a neighborhood that is majority home to first generation or immigrant Mexicans. I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but witchcraft or brujeria is a big part of Mexican culture. It originates from indigenous people and the African slaves brought to Mexico. When Catholicism was introduced via colonialism, the two kind of meshed together. The Catholic Church in Mexico condemns brujeria, but it's still a large part of Mexican culture. It's a taboo, but accepted at the same time. Mexican people will do rituals like rubbing an egg all over your body and then breaking it to remove an evil eye attack, among other examples, but we will still gossip about possible brujas lurking in our neighborhoods. There's also something called curanderismo, which is like Mexican shamanism. If you guys want to learn more, there's a few Vice documentaries about it, albeit it is Vice, so dot 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 lol. <laughs> Anyways, I just gave unnecessary background info, but on to my actual story. I have a best friend that lives in the same neighborhood and her mom knows a lot of the neighbors. Apparently, there's a bruja in our neighborhood that practices black magic. When she told me, I was like, holy shit, that makes so much sense. This is why. I used to have to walk home when I was in middle school, and I would pass by this one house, which is very close to my friend's house, that just gave me the weirdest, most haunted fucking vibes. The entire side (laughs) of the house was covered in black soot and dirt, which was so weird because I live in a desert and no one ever uses a chimney. At least, that's the only thing I can think of it being, like, what the fuck were they doing that the side of their house got so covered in black soot, it stuck out like a sore thumb in the neighborhood? Witchcraft. 100%. Anyways, one day, I passed by the house, and on the sidewalk in front of the house, I came across a little dog. It looked like a chihuahua mix, not super tiny, but not a big dog. It was laying on its back and had its stomach... I'm sorry. Holy fuck. Wow. Wow. This is a trigger warning. Um animal abuse. Skip forward 5 minutes if you don't want to hear this. It was laying on its back and had its stomach cut open in a rectangular shape with its intestines spilled out. What? It, it was so traumatizing because I cannot stand seeing anything like that involving animals. Like I couldn't even watch Don't Fuck With Cats, the Netflix show because I just can't. Right. The cut was so rectangular and perfect looking like it was cut with a knife. It definitely couldn't have been another animal that did it. That's the scariest part. I had a strong feeling that someone did that to that poor baby, but why? Maybe someone left it out as a kind of threat to the person that lived there? A sick motherfucker? Or maybe it was just brujeria? I have no idea, but I still think about that poor baby dog. I just walked past it quickly and went home freaking out. Story number two. So I mentioned that I'm Mexican-American, so growing up, I would visit Mexico to see my family. For background, my family in Mexico lives in a very small town with a population of like 20,000, and it's also very poor. So every time I go to Mexico, I always have crazy psychic experiences that I can't stop thinking about. I have them in America too, but I have them a lot more when I visit Mexico. Maybe it's because it's where my ancestors are from. I don't even know. I'm just going to tell you guys one and it's the one that still makes me freak out when I think about it. So I was with my mom, my aunt, and her three kids in the town square of that town. It's pretty much the same for every town in Mexico. There will be a town square area with a park surrounded by shops and markets and it's pretty much the only fun thing you can do when we visit and it's usually packed at night. My aunt has two twin girls who were like five and another younger daughter who was like three or four. My aunt was busy working at her elote stand, which is corn on a stick, and the girls wanted ice cream, so we offered to take them to the ice cream shop. While we were walking down the sidewalk, about to cross the street to get to the shop, I was ahead of my mom holding one of the girls' hands, and my mom was behind me with the twins. I just had this horrible feeling in the pit of my stomach that I knew something was wrong and something bad was going to happen, like an accident. I told my mom to get in front of me. She was like, what the fuck, just walk, you weirdo. But I was insistent because I felt so scared deep down inside. I got Mm. behind her and as we crossed the street, this giant monster truck with tires that were like four feet tall swerved into the crosswalk. My mom Mm. has her cat-like mom reflexes and literally swung the girls into the air, barely missing the giant tires that could have crushed my nieces. When it happened, I just froze in a panic. I always think about what would have happened if I was walking in front and that truck swerved into the crosswalk and I didn't react in time. God was looking out for me and my nieces for sure. Mm -hmm. And I learned to always trust my psychic spidey senses, lol. Here's a picture of the town square just for your reference because I feel like I explained it poorly. Doesn't really matter, I suppose, but I thought, why not just include it? Another story I have is when I predicted my sister was going to get into a car accident. She's fine, by the way. The car just got totaled. Anyways, that's all for now. Sorry if this was super long. Thank you so much. Stay haunted. Holy shit. What? That is from Andrea or Andrea. Andrea,
1: Andrea, there's a lot to unpack there. Oh yeah, pictures.
0: Yeah, it just looks like a town square. Yeah, go to (laughs) at let's get haunted if you guys want to see these photos on our Instagram. Natalia, what the fuck do you think of that story?
1: I don't know. The thing about the dog, I I don't know. Did they say like if they were like in a bad neighborhood? She just said
0: she said it's small to like 20,000 people, which is not very big
1: and that it's poor. Okay, it's poor. So my the only thing I can think of is my dad grew up in this like really, really poor part of St. Louis called Granite City. It was like really, really poor. And he would always tell me stories of like. His neighbors would go out hunting and they would bring back squirrels and raccoons and skin them in the yard and eat them. Right. They couldn't afford to buy food. They would kill vermin and eat it. And he remembered because they would give him like rat tails and raccoon tails and stuff. So he thought it was cool.
0: Oh, that's haunted.
1: Yeah, right. And he said that one time he remembers vividly as a child and my aunt backs this up too. She remembers it. They came home from school or something like that and the neighbor's dog had been beheaded What? And its head was on their front porch. No. Yeah. What the fuck? And he thinks that it was gang related. Looking back on it, like someone was trying to send a message to them or something like that. But they had like taken their dog and beheaded it. So- that's that's just what that brings to mind for me is like i don't know i i that i'm just bringing up something that i could possibly reference with that because that's such a bizarre and terrifying thing yeah. to see or witness and like what kind of fucked up person can like do that to a dog right. i mean god forbid the dog was alive when that happened like i hope in my heart that this was just like a dead dog and there's just a fucking weird Into taxidermy kid that was like, you know, oh, let me just cut this open and like see what's in here. And hopefully that kid didn't like grow up to be a school shooter or like a serial killer and they were just like became a doctor. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know what that
0: reminds me of too? It reminds me of like alien cattle mutilations where like stuff because when she said like it's cut in a perfect perfect rectangle or square. Yeah, like so you know it's not something that just occurred randomly in nature, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like a parasite that burst out of this dog's stomach after death like the it it was clearly like almost like surgical from the way she's describing it and it just yeah really reminds me of alien cattle mutilations which maybe we're going to talk about this year I don't know because I don't know anything but Fucking gross and haunted. And I literally, I know you guys can't see what I did, but I read the sentence wrong at first Mm -hmm. because my mind was like, that's not what happened. And then as soon as I realized what the email said, I like leaned back and hit my hand against the wall behind me.
1: I was like so shocked. I remember too growing up, like there was always houses that gave me weird vibes. And I remember there was a rumor that there was a a witch that lived in one. And I don't know if that's just like, a kid rumor that happens. Like, every neighborhood has, like, a creepy person, right? Like, that's, like, what the Sandlot is about. Right. The movie. Like, yeah. oh, like, every single neighborhood has, like, a weird house.
0: Absolutely. That's, like,
1: everyone just knows not to fuck with it.
0: Okay, we had a couple weird houses um, that I will talk about really quickly. There was one lady and she was super mean. Like, picture a Karen, but she <laughs> also, like, she was, like, a sovereign citizen. Do you know what that is? Where, like, they think that the government like they don't have to pay taxes and stuff. She What? Oh man that's a whole different haunted rabbit hole that we should do an episode on. If you are ever bored YouTube search sovereign citizen gets pulled over by cops and just watch the like. Are these
1: the people who think that they like can't get a ticket because technically they're driving like a vessel and then it's like like a ship ship. Yeah.
0: So she was a sovereign citizen but also like a grandma and also a Karen rolled into one and she would just like walk around yelling at people, like walk around the neighborhood just like yelling. And then one day there was like a hazmat team in front of her house and she didn't die. They just discovered that she like didn't trust the plumbing system because it was like part of the government and so she was peeing and pooping oh. in bags okay that's one oh, person what? yep the uh she, for she like 20 years the government
1: so she was peeing and pooping in bags yeah what, so they couldn't take her dna or something
0: i don't know your guess actually makes a lot more sense than anything else that probably she <laughs> was thinking and then the second one was we had a neighbor that had Okay, so Natalia visited my parents old neighborhood when we were in college. Yes. Um it is a modular park. So not a mobile home park, a modular home park and it's like houses that get brought in on trucks and they get set down, but you can't just like take them when you leave, okay? So it's a, was a modular home park, all there are no sidewalks, all the houses are very close together. And our, one of our neighbors just had a fucking horse in their living room. That's cool.
1: I don't remember that. I feel like I would have remembered that visiting.
0: It was sad. Like, you, can, you can't ride your horse
1: around. Like, we weren't in, in that rural of an area. I feel like this is going to take such a long time now because I have so many questions. <laughs> what do you mean they just had a horse in their living room? Like, a living horse that lived in their living room?
0: As probably the image of a modular home park evokes in our listeners, I would like you to imagine just like a very white trash, situation happening and so one of these neighbors just I guess found a horse I really don't know the story and they just like hid the horse in their living room and the horse how did you know about it because one my brother so they this was a family that had like kids around my brother's age and my brother went over to their house and then came back and was like they have a horse and none of us believed him we were like oh what like a stuffed animal horse my brother's older than me and then I as a child was like that's fucking cool and I just like went over there one day and there was legit a horse in their living room I have no fucking idea what happened to it eventually it wasn't there anymore but they just had Mm. a legit horse in their tiny ass living room they also had an outdoor jungle gym in the bedroom and not like a nice one like you're maybe you're thinking like oh like mtv cribs like no like this was like they had stolen somehow like unbolted and stolen a rusty um outdoor playground jungle gym and put it in one of their kids bedrooms after they moved out a new family moved in and then the SWAT team came one night And I woke up because I heard a police canine crying outside of my window. And I looked out, my my room faced the street and there are no sidewalks. So you're just on the street when you look out the window. And I went and got my parents and I was like, there's like police outside. I think I was in third grade. And my dad went and was looking out the window and he was like, what the fuck? They were right outside my window. Their guns were raised pointing at this house that used to have the horse in it. (sighs) And then one of the police officers, like, must have seen the light or something. And my dad looking through the cracks of the blinds, and he came and knocked on our door and was like, Hey, I have to pee. We're on like a stakeout. Can I like use your bathroom? And my dad was like, Yeah, but can you tell me what's going on? And I guess the people who had moved into that house were harboring a fugitive who had murdered his girlfriend. And then (gasps) when they went in and like took him out of the house, eventually, they found a fucking rocket launcher, like an RPG in their backyard like he could have blown up any uh, any of the modular homes at any point he could have blown any of them up
1: that is terrifying Have I never told you that story before? No, no, you haven't. I just like, there's so many things wrong with that story. Like, I want to be like, oh, wait, why was the cop on the stakeout going to a neighbor's house to ask if he could use the bathroom? Like, wouldn't that compromise the stakeout if the neighbors were like, somehow would just tell them? And then I'm like, but wait, you can't think about that because you have to think about this person's harboring a fugitive that murdered their girlfriend. But wait, you can't think about that because now there's an RPG in the backyard.
0: Right. I know. Crazy. And I have like done keyword searches over the years trying to find it but i've never found any horse
1: stakeout (laughs) ventura
0: (laughs) yeah so anyway my point is everyone's got that neighbor right that just is up to some nefarious shit whether it be a harmless jungle gym horse situation or whether it be something more nefarious like a dog in front of their house or a um rpg in their backyard everyone's got one
1: or a bruja who knows? Yeah,
0: you never know. Wow. Yeah. Thank you guys very much. Those were some excellent stories. Um, Natalia, what was your favorite from this episode? Oh, my.
1: my oh, wait. Okay. Let me think. <sighs> there was a lot. There was a lot of scary ones. There was. I kind of liked Toria's. Was it Toria? Where she was just like, LOL, my parents' house is big haunted.
0: Oh, and she got choked by a... Uh-
1: Toria. Yeah, she got choked by a shadow who told her not to tell anyone. And she was like, Yeah, and at first I didn't tell anyone, but then she told a whole podcast. So what's going to happen to Toria?
0: I don't know. Toria, send an update email if you're still alive. I hope you are, and I hope you're still listening. Yeah, all of these were really good. Sometimes we
1: have like. What's your favorite?
0: Man, it was hard to choose. I, I really don't feel like there were any bad ones this week. I thought Chanel's was cool with like. Her distant relative in England, like, had familiars and was burned at the stake, like, had two frogs that just got blamed for every bad thing that happened in the village. That was really interesting.
1: The one that was really cool, too, was like the curse on the family. I think it was Jessica. Yeah,
0: the Greek. The The haunted history
1: of like the grandfather's curse. Yes. Where they like were all dying of some sort of heart situation. And there was like an apparition that came up and was like, there will be another passing.
0: What about the haunted possible ghost caretaker with the
1: German shepherd? That one, I liked. It's also just like, what is this person's obsession with? German shepherds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting stuck on that because then my ADHD brain starts just like going off. Like, I'm just like, oh, German shepherds. Oh, they're descended from wolves. Okay, I have a husky. Oh, the hip dysplasia. Those kind of dogs are <laughs> like, wow, overbreeding is like really bad for dogs. Hmm, having a dog is really cool. I should get another dog. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, just start because spiraling. dogs were involved, Yeah, it's hard to focus. I feel like if there's yeah. a dog involved or like an animal in general, it kind of takes over the whole story. Like the one thing we were just talking about, I can't even remember any of it because I'm just thinking about like there was a dog that was dissected and then like your neighbors have a horse (sighs) and I like really fixated on that. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) This was a very good chaotic listener story episode which is what every listener story episode should strive to be. You guys are psycho.
1: You guys are psycho. You're absolutely unhinged. Great way to kick off
0: the first listener story of the season though. Yes,
1: it certainly was. I'm so happy to hear from everyone and I'm glad that we're finally getting through some of these emails that are years old now hopefully we're gonna be getting through them quicker now that we're doing listener stories every fourth episode yes yeah
0: well natalia would you like to do our sign off
1: brb gonna go get surgery at a hospital so that i can see a haunted nurse and pick out her outfit for Allie to wear (laughs) later (laughs) Bye. bye
0: Hey Haunties, it's Allie here. Valentine's Day may have already come and gone, but according to Google, you're listening to this ad on the birthday of George Washington, and you know what that means. That's right. Time to go grab your favorite powdered wig and a guy that looks like Paul Revere and make like a cherry tree and leaf your worries. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>